0: Hey guys, welcome to the very first episode of our new podcast, Nerds, Novices and Nice Guys. A podcast where we touch upon everything you care about. From pop culture to internet memes, from music to shitposting and much more. Allow me to introduce the big brains the daddy owes behind this podcast. We have here, keck Warrior also known as Konar. Hi guys. Retro Kumar also known as… Hey, RJ. how's it going? Abhineet Senpai, but you can also call him Neet Senpai.
1: <laughs> Hi guys, what's up?
0: And myself, your host for this episode, uncultured Narthi, Hindi speaker, also known as Samrat. So the topic of our very first episode is anime and manga culture in India. So without further ado, let's like before begin. before we start before we start, uh, Samrat, can you tell uh, t- tell the audience why do you have this nickname? Okay, so it's an interesting story which I will I will reveal at the end of the podcast.
2: <laughs> okay, so let
0: so yeah, so you guys better listen because it's interesting. It, it's it's a very nice story of interstate relationships. Okay, very inspiring. So to begin, uh, I would like to ask you all how you got into anime. Arjun, let's uh, Arjun. Okay, come on. So, tell me. Um, I, I cannot call myself an anime
3: viewer per se, especially when I am sitting with fucking weebs like Samrat and Abhinit and Kunal uh, but uh, anyways, I uh, my first brush with anime was at a very young age and I didn't even realise that it was an anime, you know, uh, I only came to know that what uh, the animated film that i had watched uh, was an anime just a few months back when Samura told me about it and i uh, and you guys would be surprised to know that the anime was of ramayan and it was a japanese produced anime of ramayan the complete adaptation of that uh, entire uh, epic and uh, um, it was an amazing film it was an amazing film i cried a lot during the entire production and they had done such a good job on that movie and uh, they had an amazing crew on it too for example ravan was played by amrish puri a guy who was born to do the role of a character who was born to do roles like ravan you see and and the uh, the uh, uh, the most surprising uh, role was of uh, was that in the english dub and uh, the english dub of lord ram was done by Drumroll. Walter White. <laughs> you uh, Walter yes White. guys it was it was um fuck i forgot the name of that guy yes Branson. Brian Branson. brand Brian trans yeah. yes and <laughs> i when i realized that i just thought that what a sad trajectory that guy had like what a sad life that guy had you see he went from portraying the role of lord ram the perfect man in Indian mythology to getting cancer and then fucking dying of cancer and selling meth to somehow provide treatment for it like what a sad life sad life yeah. <laughs> so yeah that was my first brush with anime anime as in uh, subconscious brush with anime you could say but, uh, I have recently, only recently started watching anime seriously and that is with uh, and that uh, my first proper anime that I watched was uh, The Disastrous Life of Psyche K. It was a very good anime. Good it was a nice good anime. anime. And right now, uh, right now after uh, these guys were on my back for so many months and now I've started, finally started watching Neon Genesis Evangelion and uh, that's the, that's that's an amazing anime. I didn't expect anime to be so good. Like, I I somehow now realise that the the entire hype behind anime and Neon Genesis Evangelion is truly an amazing anime. I am not even kidding here. This is a very hmm. true statement.
1: That's true. True. true, true. about what about you?
2: Well, first of all, uh, on your statement of, you know, uh, Evangelion being a good anime, I guess you haven't reached till the end. But okay. Yes. Uh, it's very yes, good. Yes.
3: I, I, I just finished 19 episodes and okay I won't give spoilers because there might be people yeah, who haven't watched. But so yeah, it is it is depressing as
2: far. Well, you know, but there's a bigger True. surprise ending for you, so be excited. And yeah, uh, about my experience. So my first anime was Naruto, and uh, uh, I was I was thinking I was like in fourth of February. When I started watching Naruto, and uh, you know, we all had uh, friends, who we would go in park and discuss after every Naruto episode would come on Animax and all. And there was like a full discussion of one hour, two hour long. So Naruto was for me, you know, it's very special for me. I, I learned many things from Naruto, and at a point of time, yeah, me being a loner, Naruto was my best friend. So yeah, I, I learned a lot of things from him. And uh, you know, when the last episode of Naruto came. On twenty third March two thousand seventeen, I cried like anything. I fucking cried like anything, and I'm I'm gonna miss it. I still miss it so much. And the f- uh, sad part being that it is replaced by Boruto, just fucking ruining its legacy. So I really fucking hated, and uh, I guess pretty, that's like my first experience pretty much about that. So, Abinit, hmm. what, what's your first experience?
1: Yeah, I mean, like you know, it, I mean, the question itself, you know, what was the first anime you watched? You know, is it, it itself a dubious question. I mean, what do you want to want me to say? You know, the, uh, the anime that I've watched, you know, the show that I first watched, that can be classified as anime or do you mean the first show that i've while with the f- awareness of the fact that you know it was in fact anime well, well, yeah, yeah 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 i guess it just start like for example but uh, what, what comes for example anime? you know most yeah i mean for most of us our first brush so to say with anime would be you know watching shows like doraemon and yeah, Shin-chan, yeah. You know, yes, yes. which were yeah yeah which were which were which were in itself a genre of anime, which come under the you know the the so-called Kodomo genre, which is uh, targeted for kids below the ages of you know uh, for example ten or, you know about that. So yeah, uh, and you know then obviously there are the shonen animes. Uh, I mean that came on Cartoon Network. Lead up, of course, uh, there was Naruto, there was the Dragon Ball Z, but it was not you know it was not until I think. 9th and 10th standard that I first watched a show with full consciousness of the fact that, oh, you know what I'm watching is anime because I know that because I'm watching it in you know, Japanese clubs. Even before that, I mean, you know, when Animax came around, I used to watch shows, I mean, I used to watch these shows that were English-dark, right? Where it was english dub and, you know, people, and it was like, uh, you know, targeted a more mature audience than, you know, your, your traditional animation, uh, so to speak. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the first anime that I have watched, I mean, uh, an Animax when it used to air, I was a, I was a big fan of Ate the Combat Butler, and that was on English dub. The first show I watched, with full consciousness that it was anime and it wasn't in Japanese, dub, that was Ghoul. So cool. and uh, yeah, that was around 10 standard, and I, I just fell into that hole, and you know, just, I, I've been falling ever since. Some
3: hole that you fell in. <laughs>
2: a nice okay. hole dude it's a nice hole and i, I love being it's in this nice hole,
1: hole. <laughs> at the cost of sounding like it say uh, yeah. i mean i would say let us not uh, you know surround our discussion around holes a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah. let's let's avoid the holes yeah
0: yeah 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 let's let's, let's, let's. let's. okay so for me in like as you know the same with us I got into anime with uh, not anime but my first brush with something that could be classified as an anime was of course the Ramayan movie which used to air on Pogo and Cartoon Network incessantly during this you know uh, festival period which extended essentially from Navratri to Diwali they showed it they aired it almost every day and I watched it because I loved it the animation was crisp the character design was nothing like I had ever seen in Indian cartoons and the soundtrack The was soundtrack beautiful. was amazing. I, I Yes, that was one yeah. point that I did make but it had some beautiful songs like yeah the soundtrack was amazing and uh, then of course came Dragon Ball, Naruto and uh, you know shows like Carmen Rider and all of those shows which you know sort of aired for a little bit on Cartoon Network but were ultimately deemed too risqué for you know, a cartoon channel and from there I got this conception that ha, this is something which is different from other cartoons. There was Augie and Cockroaches on TV and there were a lot of things but Naruto, Dragon Ball, Wayblade, they struck me as kind of different because the characters were, you know, they were, they looked more human first of all to begin with. They looked human their features were exaggerated, the colours were popping, the music was banging and everything, it, it was just a nice little mix and it and it sort of, it drew me in and then I became aware of this concept yeah, achha, anime exists and then I slowly got into it, got into it and I dropped it for a while but I picked it up back in ninth grade when I just out on a whim decided to watch Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z and uh, I started watching it, but obviously it's a two hundred, it's two hundred something episode anime. I couldn't complete it because, obviously, like, I I don't have a, I don't have strong commitment. But that is what got me into anime again, and I watched <laughs> One Punch Man. After well,
2: anime. you know, you shouldn't make comments like I have commitment issues. Yeah, someone sometimes <laughs> sometimes,
3: I <mean>, I mean, <laughs> is not gonna be happy
0: after listening this podcast.
3: I mean,
0: I mean dude, I have serious commitment for my girlfriend but I do not have a commitment for long shows that you
2: know, a scream last three episodes. No, bro, now this is not, what I call a cover-up.
1: Yeah, this, this is
0: a cover-up. But okay. I can certainly <laughs>
1: empathize with Samrat. I mean, I cannot, I myself cannot, you know, stay and watch long shows. Yeah. You know, I, I'm I I am very comfortable with shows that are 12 episodes. Shows with 24 episodes are a pain and shows with 50 or more episodes, you know, forget about them. I'm, I'm only going I, I, to watch I them and see. I'm so motivated to watch Like I am yeah. the, the only one no, I, i'm
2: the only one like who wants to watch detective conan which has like 900 episodes and still running no,
0: I, I do not dude, watch it. dude see see i can watch longer shows but they have to have something that draws me in you know as fifth, as a 14 15 year old i don't know dragon ball did not draw me in because i saw it as too lengthy like, I don't want to see fights that last for 5-6 to six episodes no matter how epic they are. I want fast-moving, fast-paced action. And that's why I liked One Punch Man and uh, that's why I actually liked Yu Yu Hakusho. Well, I
2: mean, yeah, One Punch Man is like a literal fastness. One Punch and over. So,
0: I get One Punch and over, exactly. And then you had Yu Yu Hakusho, which was amazing in my opinion. It was 111 episodes. Not a short you know, short-running show by any means but each episode somehow was, you know, better paced than Dragon Ball Z in my opinion. So, that's why Yu Yu Hakusho is the anime of the 90s for me. Okay, like I love this. There's either Yu Yu Hakusho or uh, there's this anime known as Trigon. Ah, Trigon.
2: Bro, like, okay, to, so Yeah, nice. Nice that's point
0: for a segue, guys. We're very smart. We've set up The segue now, let's talk about some classics that we watched you know some shows that are considered classics whether they be modern classics or older shows from the 80s or the 90s
1: hmm. i think yeah, i mean i mean uh, most of our conversation so far has focused on uh, shonen genre anime and i would you know uh, you know as as great as a segue it is i would like to discuss you know we've already covered shows like evangelion which are like you know uh, the classics of you know uh, of the an- entire anime mm-hmm. you know community that is revered by them right and then there are shows like code gears and you know all these shows which are which came a bit later but still are in the realm of you know being classics being yes. but then then yeah and but then there are shows like for example made summer which came in 2010 you know which uh i mean which has aged 10 years but still i mean if you watch it you would understand you know the the how summer went on to inspire an entire you know subgenre of anime that you know uh, you know that uh, that catered to the sort of audience that summer created, and it is it is in itself uh, in its own right something that we can call a modern classic, right? Well, Mitsama was really nice, dude. I, I really like Mitsama. Yeah, Mitsama it was I a have, really beautiful anime. I read the manga.
0: <laughs> as, as expected of Samrath, the manga guy. <laughs> I mean, not a huge fan of shoujo stories. I like some, I like some shojo, But hmm. Pied Sama, again, I liked the beginning of it. Yeah, I liked- yeah it,
1: was, it wasn't It was a typical shojo show. It was yeah, something else. True.
0: But I, you know, I got bored, you know, around the midway point, I got bored of it. Like, okay, it's, it's not something for me. It's a good, I mm. recognize that it's a very good show at a very good manga but like Yeah, yeah, you know, not something I mean that me. this thing happens right, for
1: example, people say, oh, you know, Jojo is a great anime, One Piece is a great anime but you know, if I start watching, I simply can't get into it, you know, it's the same. It is, I think, uh, you know, it depends on the taste and the flavor of the consumer
0: exactly. as
1: much as it is about the person, uh, about the, uh, the show itself, right? True. So, yeah.
0: I mean, in my opinion, it also has to do with the state of mind that you're in. Okay, Hmm. when you begin a show, or you know, yeah, exactly. When you begin a show, what state of mind you're in, and what kind of story you want. So, yeah,
2: Hmm. like, yeah, obviously, if you watch Maid Sama with a broken heart, it may turn depressing for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it may turn
0: depressing. Basically, Kunal, you can never watch Maid Sama. Fuck off. (laughs) So, A modern, a classic that I watch, you know, an anime uh, that I watch and I consider a classic is, uh, you know, The Legend of the Galactic Ah. Heroes. Go, yeah. It is, it's amazing. It's mind-blowing. It had a long run, 111 episodes and it's amazing. It's basically Game of Thrones if it was in, if it was a space opera and I (laughs) love the political intrigue, all of the scheming, the space space battles and the characters everything is top yeah. fucking Yeah you know, I
2: like to add something Perhaps. that uh, one thing I've seen in anime like uh, their stories especially when they have the politics as in play so they they take politics very seriously in their anime storyline and you will be like amazed yeah. like is this like real life that's like what ha- what is happening out in the world and the same thing and even more meaner politics in anime and it's just
0: mind blowing that's not hard true they're very good with drawing parallels with actual, you know, political stuff that's happening in the real world, and yeah, that's that's something about anime that I really like. For example, mm. you had uh, you had this Ghibli movie, you had *Howl's Moving Castle*, and yeah, you oh, clearly obviously. see this anti-war theme in the entire movie, yeah. and uh, mm. <clears throat> and Miyazaki put in put it in because. Ad, uh, the movie was made in the aftermath of the beginning of the Iraq war. So mm. Miyazaki made this anti-war statement and it was amazing. And generally anime deals with you know issues like racism and all pretty well. You have the, mm. uh, I don't want to give a spoiler man. I will refrain from talking about, anime. I will refrain from talking about Attack on Titan. Those who have watched the show or read the manga know what I'm talking about.
2: Yeah, bro. So I know,
0: I know. It, Yeah, you know Kunal. It tackles with the issue of racism. Pretty well. So, yeah, it's good stuff, man. It's very good stuff. Anime is amazing.
1: Yeah. As far as, uh, I mean... Uh... Anti war narrative is concerned. There is one show that I would like to discuss, which generally actually does not get characterized as anime because it is not an anime. Mm-hmm. But when we are talking about great anime that one should really watch, somehow the name of Avatar oh, The Last Airbender this, just comes yeah. in. Yeah, man,
0: true. Avatar uh, it is not an
1: anime, anime, but it has an oh. anime-ish feel to it, right? Anime aesthetic how? yes.
0: Uh, how, how, how? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, because it is constructed as a show, I mean, which has. Many you know themes that you would actually expect an anime to delve into, rather than See, any American in, show, right?
0: In my opinion, and the anti one, yeah, I would call it an anime, but I the only problem is that it it's it wasn't made in Japan. It was made in the West. Yeah, it ticks all of the boxes that you would require for you know a show being an anime, except for it being made in Japan, and that's the only yeah, thing. Yeah, of course it, and it's Japan. yeah, but yeah, amazing. amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, and you know the the good thing about Avatar. I mean, you know, Avatar is such a legend show. I mean, it is one of the highest rated it shows is, on MTV, an and idea. you know, yeah, it is it is it is a legendary show. Of course, there is no dispute about that. And yeah. also, it shows it tells us about the human cost of war, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. What a war ravaged, what a war ravaged state looks like, you know, where uh, what what constant warfare does to people, and you know how the the artificial distinctions that we create between enemies and friends is often very blurry and True. you know we might never know you know what 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 one has been through you know if we just keep assuming you know this artificial sort of uh, perception of them that we create inside our head which is no fault of our own but you know which is a sad reality of the of the existing so, of socio-political uh, you know frame True. Yeah, so that is that is something truly amazing. You know,
3: I would like to make a point here. Um, we, you guys uh, obviously I, I am not at all qualified to be in this discussion which you just had <laughs> because <laughs> uh, uh, I, I don't know shit from shit okay. So uh but anyways uh, one thing that I uh, one thing that I did notice in this all this was that anime uh, all the animes they have some very good uh, sub- uh, subtle messages or subconscious messages or subconscious themes that run through the entire anime right for example you talked about the anti war message in Hi- uh, miyazaki's howling uh, house moving castle then Avatar, uh, Avatar, uh, it also had a, a very good uh, way of portraying how war can, matlab, be so, uh, war can be so bad for everybody, basically. Then take Evangelion. Evangelion is when you strip it down, it is basically about a boy who yearns till till whatever I have watched right now, it is basically about a boy who just yearns for his for father's ad- admiration and uh, love. Ha, he just wants his mm-hmm. father to talk to him. Uh, for example, remember that after one uh, one episode when uh, his father talked to him, he just said, "Good work, Shinji." And then that yeah. statement, that statement stuck with him for so many. Well, uh, after still uh, so many episodes, he just remembered that one statement, and that is something that is uh, that is very deep. That is something which uh, and. Uh, uh,
1: Problem? Dude, you're able to able to discern the themes of Neon Genesis Evangelion because you haven't seen it till the yeah. end. Once you see it to the end, you would be like, man, fuck. I can't tell shit from fuck. Dude, and, you I know, can't for say, but me it, personally, I for me personally, you know, all for for all the analysis that of it I've, that I've seen from all the philosophy that I you know claim to have consumed, Evangelion still to this uh, to this day remains a show that I'm intimidated to analyze. I mean, it just feels way, way above my pay grade to even look into the sort of things See, yeah, that I, it I, is have. I, it I is don't understand that right.
3: because uh, when, uh, when Abhinit and Samrat told me that uh, people who like uh, M- Misato have a big mommy complex, and I was shocked family. because I like Misato. Huh? <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. I will admit that. I, okay. I will admit that. I. I might just have something known as mommy complex. But okay. I then realized that misato was related to that. Okay. And uh, uh, and how my liking of misato le- uh, meant that I have that. But anyways I still have to discern that but anyways what my point was anime uh, anime shows they have such a great um, uh, yeah, they have a great
0: way uh, of uh, uh, yeah, portraying themes. like anime hmm. all the
3: until recently until recently we uh, never saw anime being very popular in India huh? except children who who wanted to watch Dragon Ball Z and then play that uh, hand game Dragon Ball Z or or or, or <laughs> people who wanted to collect Pokemon cards, it was popular among them or people who wanted to fight with Babelette, it was popular among this type of group of p- children right now we are seeing chil- uh, people who are in college or who are young people who are working in firms they are also even uh, uh, getting into anime But
0: that's-
1: because those children <laughs> yeah, grew up dude anime. <laughs> that's oh, yeah. true, that's
3: true but my point is um, <laughs> My parents, my parents, they never understood what was so good about anime, or uh, uh, they uh, they could never understand how uh, what kind of stories was. In fact, let me tell you, if 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 something even uh, the the kind of animation that was in anime, it could it could be considered very age inappropriate for our age, right? When we were young, uh, and uh, many a times I have been, Let me give an example. I just remembered once one uh, one incident which uh, which, uh, which furthers my point and that was uh, when I was first watching Hangama, uh, shin I I had nothing to do, I was just scrolling channels and uh, shin was on Hangama and I was like, okay uh, people have told me about it and let's see what and then there is this one scene where he just pulls his pants down and he starts twerking or whatever the f- he did right and my mother she was sitting next to me and she was like, what the heck is on the TV change it and after that, I was banned from
1: watching Shin-chan. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and you know, see, I'll explain why this happens. Because, you know, there is a very, you know, line that, uh, that there is a very line inside, very solid line inside the head of adults that, you know, uh, okay, this is cartoon and all everything that is animated yes. is cartoon and is hence yes. for children, right? But it was never this way. The, cart- the animation today is not for kids. and when animation began, Back yeah, then sorry, it was not for kids mean either, you know, you mean yeah, it, you mean obviously. But you know, you know, see, where the, look at the origins of animation, right. When animation began, it was, you know, we did not have standalone animated movies. We had small animated clips which were, you know, shown in, uh, in American theatres before the actual yes, movie yes. played, right. And most of them, most of them dealt with quite lewd themes, you know, so to say. And you know, they had very, very subtle innuendos and you know, very sexual overtones to them. And basically, they were you know primers to you know to get the audience excited before you know the main show. But what happened after you know the censorship laws were you know doled out in America after you know the conservative government came into power? After that, this entire thing, you know, entire business of showing these risque. Uh, animated, you know, shorts before, you know, theatres just came to an end and after that, obviously, you know, Walt Disney came to scene and, you know, he had this very gentrified and, you know, version of animation, which was uh, primarily aimed at kids, right? Yeah, yeah. And from Disney, this notion actually began. That oh you know this is Disney animation it is for kids and you know it was the most dominating animation studio you know throughout the the 60s and 70s and 80s so people thought oh you know this is animation and you know this is how you know all animation is supposed to be but it is and you know this notion was further you know solidified by uh, the animation Indian animation industry mostly focusing its content towards kids right but it was never that way anime never animation never began for kids and you know it was for adults and even today. You know, most of the animation that exists out there is targeted towards adults. You amounts.
0: know, in my opinion, Japan presents an interesting contrast to that, because if you look at it, Japanese cartoons began as, as you know. See, Walt Disney also began his cartoons as strips. Okay, you had comic yes. strips of Mickey Mouse and mm. all of those other Disney characters, mm. but Japan presents an interesting mm. contrast because if you deal with the beginning of mm. like. Popular anime, popular manga, such as the works of, uh, let's say, I would like to tackle with the works of Gonaga, who is the mangaka of, of the you know of Devilman. Yeah, Devilman. Devilman dealt oh, with some yeah. very adult themes, and it was way back in the sixties. It was either the, it was the late sixties, early seventies, but the West was still dealing with mm-hmm. cartoons that mm-hmm. were mainly aimed towards children. While Japan had this manga that mm. all of a sudden is dealing with some very, very intense themes, such as, you know, such as yeah. war and morality. Yeah. And you know, I think, I think, I think,
1: you know, the way, the way that, you know, the anime industry sort of extracted its content from manga was also influential true. in this, because manga was never, you know, aimed towards, you know, kids in the, from I mean the outset it, the- it was, it is not especially you come influential. Down to it? Yeah. It's just so, you know
0: contrasting cultural values. It's just, hmm. different cultures have different values. Yeah, obviously. So.
1: Yeah, and yeah, and I think anything. One of the greatest push would be you know the liberalisation of liberalization Japanese economy, and you know after it became a you know liberal the, the Japanese economy, right? Because you know look at look at the roots of where Japanese animation is coming from. During the World War, animation used yeah. to serve war yeah. propaganda, right? Uh, in in the west and the east alike, it's, Japanese animators, you know, especially used to make deeply disturbing propaganda that were used to, you know, nom- you know recruit these the soldiers and kamikazes. But the
2: thing is that also, if you see a uh, mm-hmm. contrast per se, that you know, Japanese society in their anime shows a lot of things, mm-hmm. a lot of themes and all. But per se, if you see the society, so conservative with the norms and everything. And on the other hand, the West, West has a very open ideology and all, but mm. their content, their uh, animation is all just towards kids, and uh, uh, their, their and, uh, animation follows sort of a conservative path. So, I mean, it's. <laughs> yeah.
1: See, it's, it's more about the industry rather than the society, I believe. I mean, where the roots of the industry are coming and where it is heading rather than, you know, what's the mood of the society at large. Because, you know, if you go to rural areas, whether it is in the west or the east or centre, you know, you will always find a very conservative yes, yes. majority. And uh,
3: one point uh, that I would like to make here is that uh, Kunal made a really good point. Um, uh, there is a big contrast between anime, the kind of life that people live in the anime. And the kind of life that is actually uh, that is actually prevalent in Japan. Japanese yeah. people are deep religious, They are they are very hardworking. Like um, uh, they, uh, I mean, I can't even start to talk about the level of rigorous uh, uh, rigorousness that uh, they put in every day for their towards their work. And the people there in the anime, they are going on carefree about things. And I would, uh, when I used to watch Doraemon, I would consider how is Nobita allowed to stay out of his home from after school to uh, uh, till dinner time. And meanwhile, if I stay uh, out of the house for uh, uh, until after seven, after seven. I would I would not be given dinner probably. <laughs> I would be <laughs> to dinner. Right? And yeah, like,
0: the, only the, thing, yeah. the only thing I would guess from that was a sore ass man.
1: <laughs> hey, it is a, it yeah. is an interesting point yeah. of analysis, you see. Uh, we, we see that the, the Japanese true. society is very different from us, right? And the life that was portrayed to us through that medium of, uh, you know, these uh, Kodomo Animes true. was a very different yeah. reality, right? I mean, they were obviously, obviously you know, they were sort of, uh, there, there was a need for cultural reconciliation which was meant through, you know, which was met through the Hindi dub. But still, there were aspects of that culture uh, that still were preserved, right? Now, it is an interesting study to see how our, you know, growing up and how our way of life was sort of mediated by that reality and, you know, were sort of, uh, and whether, you know, what influence did it have on our childhood, you know, which were imports of the Japanese culture, you know, that like, is an interesting point to study. I mean, so how now I guess, affected and is, in were affected of, by is in Japanese the mood culture of acting by thesis, by no?
2: medium of anime. so let's not further dwell on this topic and take something else to talk about. <laughs>
0: Okay, so let's.
3: We need to actually written an intellectual yeah.
1: piece ah, yeah, on the aestheticness. I of- yeah, right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that that happened like a, a few months ago. I wrote an aesthetic piece on kawaii, uh, <laughs> and yeah, it, it it is a very. We will I, I put the link of but, that I with I the mean,
2: podcast. Do read it. It's a nice read. Yeah.
3: So, a, oh, I, uh, I don't think people are interested <laughs> in reading the intellects of podcast when they would rather go ahead and uh, go to hentaiheaven.org and type in lover in law or something other right <laughs>
1: yeah i mean i mean i i hentai recommendation in a, in a in a philosophy paper can yeah, you imagine I have, <laughs> oh my god
0: i'm now inclined to read that paper properly just I I, I, I I would say no because
3: i tried to read it and after the first few lines i was like fuck it and I'm, I'm just going to watch
0: Hentai. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time. For okay, okay.
2: So no, but I, I would still suggest uh, nice, uh, so to, so, you so, know so. Uh, instead of referring the hand tap, put the hyperlink also for ease, so that <laughs> I can watch. Ah, yes. Okay. Uh, and, and, and don't you
0: fucking
3: bickroll me, okay?
2: Yeah. Don't recroll. <laughs> <grown.
0: laughs>
3: oh okay. yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah.
0: Now <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the beginning of anime in India, man. How anime just how anime slowly came into India with Animax.
1: Yeah, obviously Animax was a big yeah. in introducing anime to India. I mean, I think w- one of the reasons why anime got so popular in India and you know, people actually started watching uh, anime other than what was, you know, what was shown on these dub uh, these dub channels like True. Cartoon Network True. was because and of and Animax, you know, right?
0: Interesting fact about Animax, it it started off with Irfan Pathan as its brand ambassador. <laughs> Yusuf, Yusuf, I no, guess. No, no, it's Irfan, Irfan, I just checked, it's Irfan Pathan. Okay. So interesting, okay. interesting choice. And it was the first animation channel in <laughs> India to target the 15 to 25 demographic. And it also, it had a 12 hours of, you know, it had a 12 hour feed which was a Hindi feed for young children.
2: You know, I did watch a Naruto Hindi dub, so when I was watching, so Naruto Mm -hmm. was a fan of, you know, ramen, so they in Hindi, they would say Idili, so the guy was like slurping noodles, and they were calling, yeah,
3: they would wrongly refer to a Japanese food as something which is not at all the parallel to
1: that, let, let leave that, do you imagine Hiroshi? Hiroshi drinking like Shunchan, beer or some right. shit like that, in you know, in Shunchan, 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 Shunchan. and they would call it papa juice. Piro. Oh my God, that was so cringy. I mean, I was I was six ah, year old. I still remember Daru actually. I
0: mean, bro, when papa daily, I was, I Exactly. Mean, I mean, that was because you
3: know the the Indian uh, Indian families was like. The, the uh, they would not have allowed it. I mean, airing exactly. uh, anime itself is such a bold thing, huh? Mm. And uh, when you have parents like mine who who got riled up seeing the butt of a four-year-old guy on TV, uh twerking his butt, huh? So I'm sure uh, the Indian norms were very strict, <laughs> so as to uh put the i mean the dub of uh, doremon in doremon i'm pretty sure they censored many parts they edited out many parts
0: Achha, of the i i remember sun, sun, sun. when doremon first began airing no around 2000 like mid 2000 2006 7 may it started airing on hangama tab kya tha ki doremon had all of those scenes with shizuka bathing and stuff but then, beach I noticed around 2009, oh. then you know all of the all of those scenes slowly started disappearing. Either they were yeah, two, yeah, you know, that's what I was like, like there were two or three shows like this. Which I remember changed something See, uh, there was Kochi Kame. The intro of Kochi Kame uh, showed them running on a beach. Okay, or in the beginning they showed the entire intro with a female character running on a beach in a swimsuit or everything the house. But after, but around 2009 or 10, they changed everything. You know, uh, all of those scenes showing Shizuka bathing from Indora and but or either so zoomed in that you could only see Shizuka's head and nothing else. And uh, the, way, the way they dealt with uh, the coaching mm. intro was Focus only on the upper part, you know, from you know the torso up. That's how they dealt. Like they zoomed in so that the legs and all would disappear and they just focused on the torso up, especially on Kochi Gabe. Like they tried to put the female character kind of out of the frame. Because Sanskar, because kids
1: cannot know. <laughs> oh man, I I can fucking start a rant about the ridiculous like you know uh, like censorship standards that these Indian cartoons have, and you know even impo- anime imported from India get affected. Uh, yeah, For yeah, example, yeah. do you remember Roll Number Twenty One? Right, it was the the entire concept of that show was changed, man. It was basically that uh, the 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 gist of the show was that Krishna yeah. and Kans were transported into the future, right? And now they they were like yeah. a student and a principal at a yeah. school. Now you know they used to fight, right? That was the entire concept. But that was changed entirely. And this blue guy, instead of Krishna, he became he yeah, became yeah, Krishna. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was a devotee of Krishna or some shit like that. And Kans become Kanish, right? It was such a bullshit. I mean, I mean the entire. It was such a beautiful show, and it had such a good yeah. rewriting of the entire you know the the myth. You know, which was boiled down to this shitty version because of Oh, you know, because it it might hurt, you know, the sentiments of some sections of people. I mean, like uh, I don't think that any you know there is any I mean any industry which sort of you know compromises on its creative ability as much as it does. I mean I can understand why this can create a controversy. I mean even like you remember that Shivaji joke that caused so much controversy. Like even like small small shit causes such you know abuse. I cannot really blame the industry for that, but it is a
0: ridiculous standard that but we sir, as a society also, dude, are. I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast we mentioned the Ramayan movie. And the Ramayan movie was not theatrically released in India because the VHP and an RSS and the RSS led this whole protest against the movie because in their opinion, cartoon was something, you know, it, it was just all fun and games and could deal with mythological issues. And due to that, one of the greatest adaptations of the Ramayana, except for, you know, the uh, DD national show, was not released, and it could it couldn't reach a lot of people that it should have reached. So that was kind of sad
1: is because of the gatekeeping of these you know these government departments because they don't understand the concept of you know cartoon animation itself let alone the concept of anime right how do you expect really? them to regulate something that they don't have any idea about right this is manifestly arbitrary i don't understand you know how 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 this system of censorship works i'm not uh, a the Indian big fan censorship, of censorship laws are pretty, really uh,
2: weird and the censorship board is just on a, another high level no i uh,
3: in my opinion mm. the censorship board was for a very long time especially since the beginning of this millennial millennium it was it had been very liberal in its certifications i mean it did not allow nudity uh, yeah and it did not allow expertise but apart from that it had started being very liberal in the uh, type of movies it allowed uh, uh, to be broadcast in the public but in my opinion after pehlaj nilani this conservatism has returned again to the censor uh, board and um, I don't know the situation right now with uh,
2: Prasoon Joshi is,
3: uh, Prasoon Joshi Prasoon Joshi, yes mm, uh, And so- Prasoon Joshi is still better than fair. He is a big improvement of philosophy. But, so, um, you know, there is this change, uh, I, would, uh, I would say I mean, uh, in the 2000s, the censor board was fairly very liberal in my opinion because uh, apart from nudity and some expletives, the movies they had uh, they were, were uh, very uh, they were given a free hand with what they were wanted to show, and you could see that with the that even after what controversy was generated, uh, that uh, the movie Delhi Belly was allowed to release with that song TK Bose. I mean, <laughs> that that I am pretty sure that song would be banned right now, or if not now, at least in the time of Falas Nilani so um the censor censorship board uh, uh, has been uh, has been going downhill since uh, pehlaz nilani took over and uh, i mean it has improved to a certain level uh, since prashant came here hmm. but i don't know uh, i mean
1: <laughs> yeah i mean we have we have gone off a tangent enough let's yeah, let's come yeah, back yeah. to I mean, anime in india and let's not
3: start out to
0: topics which are not related
1: Uh, to
3: this episode.
0: In my opinion, this hmm, conversation about, you know, uh, censorship and all and just cultural values in general is very closely tied to how anime came, tried to come in into India with Animax and just sort of, you know, sort of just faded because obviously Indian parents could not digest the fact that their kid was watching something like this. So it has it ties mm. in with the whole you know with the whole thing mm.
1: about anime being in India. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean the cultural dissonance right between Indian and Japanese culture, and also what one expects of you know anime animation in India versus what is True. you know being broadcast in Japan. That cultural dissonance usually takes over. Yeah, I mean parents
3: parents <laughs> yeah. would have wanted us to watch Tom and Jerry or shorter. Right? I mean, there's nothing wrong with Tom and Jerry. But then, Shota Beam, it had literally no sense in it. I mean, every episode was yeah, a different and, and
1: Oh, man. Let us not start this a conversation, a conversation about Shota Bheem. I hate uh, that uh, show on and on my duds.
2: Duds, uh, I, I remember. I Please do watch <laughs> Berserk. <buzzer>. It's <laughs> yeah. a good anime. Now, moving on. Hey, yeah.
0: shut the up. If you mean the 2016-2017 one, I will murder you. No, bro, no. The old
2: one, the old. Ah, the
0: 1997 one is good.
1: <laughs> I mean, Berserk, Berserk no, is a
0: show, see, I mean, Berserk no, is no, like
1: consumed best in manga. the fun from, from of Berserk, Berserk have, comes from its
0: beautiful yeah. art, okay. The art is amazing, Kentaro Miura is a fucking god, okay. I have seen some of the most beautiful panels that I have ever, you know, witnessed as a reader of manga in his work, Berserk alone. And he has some other works also, which are amazing. One of them being Japan. It's 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 a very good manga, and uh, he made it with the writer of, uh, of Fist of the North Star. Yeah, he made it with Boronson, who uh-huh. is the writer of Fist of the North Star. So um, uh-huh. it's it's an amazing collaboration. So uh, and I uh, suggest it to everyone.
2: Yeah, guys. Fist of the North Star also nice. It's uh, called Manliest Anime Ever. So, yeah,
0: Bro, Fizz of the Star gave birth to this, to the, you know, bulky 80s aesthetic that you see in manga. With, you know, the first two to three parts of Jojo. You see it with Berserk. You see it with a lot of, you know, shows from that time. Uh, shows and, you know, manga from that time which featured all of these bulky characters. And it also has to do with the fact that the late 70s and the 80s were the period of you know arnold schwarzenegger you had uh him you had sylvester stalin it was the era of the action hero
2: uh,
0: of the manly action hero uh, you had rambo you had you had rocky you had all of you had the command you had commando you had all of those movies and so obviously they got inspired and brought in this you know stream of bulky guys in manga and that was very good it you know it really puts it really makes your chest hair grow chest hair okay that's (laughs) how manly that is how that is how manly you know (laughs) this of north star or can
2: i assume anil kapoor has a lot of anime in his childhood
1: (laughs) 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 this super hyper (laughs) masculine thing oh oh my god that's
0: a whole different topic there, okay, I think I think uh, that is be, enough homoeroticism for <laughs> one
1: podcast. Let's move on. So,
0: no, no, no. Let's come down to yeah. contemporary anime scene <laughs> in India, which is booming, and I love
1: it. I mean, can you imagine? we have I think one of the biggest reasons why Ooh. anime has gained so much popularity is because that it has become more yeah. accessible right for example for one to watch anime before you know you would have to watch and you know open a anime specific website look for shows and watch them now you know the easiest way one can you know get into anime is like oh you know I have a Netflix subscription Netflix has these anime shows that my friends watches a lot so let me you know just open this mm-hmm. show that they call Death Note which is they recommend highly and let's yeah. see if I like that's it, right? And then they, then they fall into this rabbit hole, like you know all of us. True, and, yeah.
3: And in fact, and yeah. Earlier, children, uh, people used to, uh, uh, people would have to watch it in uh, on TV in the open spaces in their family, yeah. and that would also create problems. But right yeah. now you can just open your laptop yeah. type
1: gogo anime dot. I mean that really that really helped me, you know, getting into the entire anime. Scene. Because I remember when I started watching, you know, anime in 10th Standard. My first anime was Tokyo Bull, oh. of course. Second Sweet. anime yeah. was high school D by D. And after <laughs> So of course, the T D anime. And after that I watched Zero no Sukaima, and you know I just keep kept watching these shows. I mean, they are basic as hell shows if I watch them right now. But since I had not watched any shows at that point of time, they were like, you know, entire universes in their own, right? They were, I'd watched nothing like that before. and I was so into it, right? I was so into it. I remember I used to, you know, sleep at night. I used to, you know, I used to sleep at night at 4 or 5 watching anime and shit like that and then I used to wake up put my tablet in my bag and just go to my school and no you know, whatever cultural festival practices happening. I used to go backstage and you know, just plug in my earphones and used to watch anime. That was just the that level awesome. of craze that you know, that, that, I, that, that, that you are really into awesome when you start anime. watching, consuming I mean, uh, it, technology. right?
2: This anime thing has really got a good platform mm. to shine and now when uh, Netflix uh, mm. sponsors, the media houses give monies to make more anime, good anime, They're, you know, making reductions. Old animes of eighties like Baki came mm-hmm. uh, recently. It was mm-hmm. an uh, readaptation. So, like, OTD. Even a, a real boost
1: to this anime culture mm. in india yeah yeah definitely it did. i mean <laughs> I, I mean i did we did not have that i mean we had piracy free pile of piracy and free anime at that time so we did not need that i mean you know it's just that you watch you you just need to log in and you know, watch these shows that were not so good but you know you look back at them and still get nostalgic and i think that that is the beauty of anime and i mean i think um, i think yeah. we have this upon everything that was required for this episode right no, let's I watch mean, so. uh
3: there's one thing that i would like to talk about uh, um, and that is uh, uh, Makoto Shinkai Oh I mean, yes,
1: of course Yeah, How That guy, that?
3: I just watched two films of his, two anime films of his And I mm. I don't know what to say, It, it is such, he is such a, an amazing artist I mean, I, two, uh, I watched yeah. two films, uh, I guess uh, one was, of course everyone must have seen it, right? Your Name I guess it's one of the known yeah, animes of, of our of our, of recent times. And second one that I watched was Garden, was
2: Garden
1: really of Words.
3: Nice.
1: Oh man, that the I thing, love that movie.
3: Garden of Words was such mm. a such a poignant, such a beautiful anime. And uh, through uh, through some yeah. simple di- simple dialogues between two characters, simple expressions and Mm. It it was just, I mean, it, it sent me to a kind of happy place. place. I am not even kidding. That, that anime sent me to a happy place yeah. that I never knew I mm. had. And I I, I, <laughs> I had such a peaceful sleep that night and it was such a beautiful anime. And same for your <laughs> name, your name is yeah. such a beautiful uh, mm. animation it has an amazing story line, mm. a storyline <laughs> soundtrack done oh Radwimps, oh, of
1: course <laughs> man i mean, I mean like Radvins is the, yeah, like the hans zimmer of anime mm. music industry so, you mm, could say it was so good okay you know the word i feel is yeah. that you know like with makoto shinka and his animation i feel that uh, you know every frame of you know his yeah. sort of you know every frame of his animation is in itself a, a, a okay. portrait you know Uh, an art piece in its own form, right. And I mean, and I think, you know, Makoto Shinkai is like a very important name for anime scene in India because the first independent anime movie that ever aired in, you know, Indian cinemas was last year when the hashtag India once anime, you know, uh, was in vogue and yeah, I, 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 I remember. I was. I think I was, think, think I was the only one among us who watched that in theaters. You know, it it wasn't screened in my city. Yeah, it, it wasn't in screened in my city either. I live in Agra, but I was in Allahabad at that time, See, luckily, and order. there they had a PVR, and I watched that show. It was lovely. It was an experience that I'm never going to forget. You know, this niche niche genre that you know I love so much being you know appreciated by a hall full of people and you know there were people watching it you know clapping they were getting the references i just felt like you know being i just feel, felt happy being part of a larger community right and i think that is something very important that you know indian anime scene is going, going to start developing this niche group is going to start you know developing into a community also and, a interesting and, all that all things. and it, it is, it is an amazing
0: thing in its own right and yeah, and yeah. one of my friends was there and it was an amazing experience. Like you oh, see yeah. the man himself mm. right in front of you. And that that in my opinion, like the coming of Makoto Shinkai to India was, you know, it was it was in my opinion a watershed moment.
1: It was really iconic. And in my yeah,
0: opinion, it was iconic iconic moment for anime
1: anime history in India. If you know truly
0: comes together and mm. stays together and there's no way but you know going out yeah, yeah, definitely.
3: The, so yeah,
1: yeah, the, next step is, yeah definitely. Uh, the next step is anime, body pillows and um, <laughs> Yeah, yes. yeah Daki yes. Bakuras.
3: India
0: wants Daki and-
2: So I guess you know, we should start in hashtag India wants anime pillows and <laughs> all that now I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yes, India wants uh, anime, India
1: wants India anime waifus. <laughs> state Mandated Waifu yeah, yeah. Yeah, We should, we should, special <laughs> section for oh, that I think that we yeah, will cover in our yeah, politics episode yeah, as well <laughs> yes.
0: when, 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 uh, If uh, CPI has uh, uh, come and say to me that you will give state mandated waifu deenge, yeah. to Bro, main to, I am voting for CPI At least three of us four are fucking weebs I would like to conclude this the first inaugural episode of the Nerds, Novices, and Nice Guys podcast. (laughs) Thanks a lot for listening to us and we'll see you in the next episode.
2: Bye guys. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye.